Right, good evening, uh, brothers and sisters. It's good to see you uh, on air once again. We've been talking about uh, wealth and the meaning of wealth in relation to the covenant that God has made with us. When we understand the importance of wealth in this covenant, we will want to learn how to manage it so that uh, we will do it uh, correctly. So we've been talking about the servant who wasted the resources that the, the master has given to him in other purpose rather than fulfilling what the master wanted. And then we talk about being shrewd in our management of wealth. When we understand that all this that we have doesn't belong to us, and when we use it for God's kingdom purpose, then we are investing for our future, and uh, we will be rewarded uh, when we do that. And last week, we talked about the real loser of managing wealth is someone who hoard, someone who hold on to what he or she has and, and just use it for himself. And this person, uh, the hoarder, eventually will lose everything and the suffering uh, that is coming to this particular person who mismanaged the wealth or the resources that God has given to him or her. So we do not want to do that. In fact, that was the teaching of Jesus, how we should or should not manage wealth. And uh, this evening, we want to look at how we can successfully manage God's wealth. Look into the Gospel of Luke 19, verse 12 and 13. Jesus said, A man of noble birth went to a distant country to have himself appointed king and then to return. So he called ten of his servants and gave them ten minutes. Put this money to work, he said, until I come back. So you know this story so well. So the, the servant went and, and, and the one make 10 minutes out of what the master has given to, to him. Another one make five, and another servant did nothing. Okay, when the master came back, they all have to give account. So this servant who has made 10 uh, minutes or out of this money that the master has given to him, when the master came back in verse 17, the master said, Well done, my good servant. His master replied, Because you have been trustworthy in a very small matter, take charge of ten cities. So this particular servant is called a good servant. And he has successfully putting what the master has given to him to work and gain ten minutes out of it. And the master did not just say, hey, you are a good servant. The master said, my good servant. My good servant. So can you 
sense the sort of bonding and relationship, the sort of a, a closeness that the, the master has with this particular servant. Because this servant understands the heart of the master. This servant knows what the masters want. And so he put this money to work diligently and gain and multiply it so that he gained 10 minutes out of it. So the money that the master has given is a seed money and he expects us to put it to work. Put it to work so that we can gain, so that we can multiply, create wealth out of the seed money that he has given to us. So God has given us different talents, different abilities and so on. All these are just like this minute, just like the resources that God has given to us. And if we do not develop the talents, the gifting that God has given to us, if we do not put in the effort so that we can maximize the productivity, uh, the, the production out of what God has given to us, we, will, uh, we are going to miss the reward that God wants to give to us. And uh, in order to produce 10 minutes, this good servant has to be very creative, innovative, got to be wise in planning and investing, and probably he has to gather a team, others to help him in order to reach that kind of productivity. So there's a lot of skills to, to learn in order to be so successful. So I trust that as believers, as Christians, we will know how to develop, put ourselves to, to, to learn and to grow and so that we can be really productive. Some of us, yes, we are a little bit productive, even though we can do so much more even though we can gain so much more, but we just did not put in enough effort, you know, enough uh, 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 seize the opportunity to learn and to grow, and as a result, we are not as productive as we should be. But this evening, if you understand the heart of the Master, the Master wants us to be maximum in our productivity, right, to reach maximum capacity so that we can really multiply and really reproduce what he has given to us and, and so that we will be called the good servant. But this particular good servant, he knows everything that he, 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 the effort he puts in and the, the, the the reward or, or, or the fruit of the efforts he put in will all go back to the master because this, is, this belongs to the master and this is what the master wants. He's only a servant. But yet, despite that everything that he earns will go back to the master, he put in all the effort. You know, some, some of us, we, we feel that, hey, this is my work, this is my uh, this is what I, I do for myself. But as far as the, the church or the kingdom of God, yeah, okay, wait till I have time, wait till I'm free, wait, wait till I am 
you know, we have a lot other excuses. We are not putting in the maximum effort into what God expected of us because we feel that, well, that's for the church, right? So I hope this morning we understand that everything we do, everything we have, it is from the Master and uh, let's put it into work and let's be really productive so that we can really uh, uh, get the, the kind of uh, success or that, that our law is really uh, pleased about. Okay? And uh, so, what is the reward? The reward is this servant is given charge of 10 cities because he earned 10 minutes. Okay? So, sometimes we don't relate what we do with the kingdom of God. We don't relate money with the kingdom of God, right? But here, you can see the direct link. This servant put the money to work and he's given charge of cities. Cities. So I, I trust we are being more clear about the, the importance of wealth in God's kingdom, how we manage the wealth, uh, in God's kingdom, right? And then to, uh, there's this other servant who did nothing, right? And at the end, what happened to him? What he has, take his mina, this is verse 24, take his mina away from him and give it to the one who has 10 minutes. Sir, they said, he already has 10. He replied, I tell you that to everyone who has, more will be given. But as for the one who has nothing, even what he has will be taken away. So, um, sometimes we, we are like these people who stand who sit by and we are so shocked. You know, that person already has 10, but how come you, you are taking from, away from this person who has nothing and give it to the one who has 10? So, we understand the kingdom of God has a different economic structure. He, the kingdom of God wants us to be productive. Right? And when we are being productive, God will, even, will bless even more so that we will be given more responsibility and taking care of even more things. And so this good, and, uh, this good servant was given charge of 10 cities now with one extra bonus, right? So, uh, so we hope that uh, every one of us, we will understand the kingdom principle sometimes is different from what we understand naturally, right? Those who have will be given more. Those who do not have even what he has will be taken away from him, right? So this is the first kind of servant who has successfully managed the wealth that the master has given to him, he becomes very productive and is rewarded to rule and reign uh, over cities. The second kind of servants, I would call them a complete winner. Why? They are the faithful and wise servant. Let's look at it in verse uh, Matthew 24, verse 45. Onwards, he said, Who then is the faithful and wise servant whom the master has put in charge of the servants in his household 
to give them their food at the proper time. It will be good for that servant whose master finds him doing so when he returns. Uh, when he returns, I tell you the truth, he will put him in charge of all his possessions. All his possessions. So can you see? That's why I say he's a complete winner. Because the master let him take charge of all his possessions. Can you imagine that? Without any reservation. Because the master trusts him. He is a faithful servant. And he is a wise servant. Right? So, we... The master honors somebody who is faithful and wise. Some people can be faithful, but they're not necessarily wise. So you still do not let them take care of all your possession. But this servant is faithful and he is wise in the way he manages the resources and uh, to take care of the household of the master. And the reason why the master let him take care of all his possessions as a reward is because the master said, this is a trustworthy uh, servant, right? And, and, and he has the heart of the master. The master cares about his household. And so this morning, when we look at this parable, I want you to look at it from the uh, position of a kingdom of priests. Every one of us are called as priests, right? And we are to take care of the household of God. We are to take care of one another, regardless of what position you are in, in the kingdom. We are to take care of one another. We are to build the house of God. So, in that sense, every one of us are in this parable. Otherwise, when we read this parable, we'll say, oh, no, that's not me. I'm, I'm nobody. I, I, I'm not given those positions to take care of uh, the servants. It's only for those leaders and so on. But that's not true because we are a kingdom of priests. We are to take care of the house of God. So God is speaking to us through this parable. Are we faithful? Are we wise servants in taking care of his household? Or we don't have the heart. Well, we care a little bit, but that's church. You know, but this is my house. This is my kingdom. And we work hard and we take care of our own kingdom. But yeah, we, we do take care of God's house, but uh, in a limited sense, right? So if that's the case, we are not being wise and we are not being faithful with the resources that the Master has given to us to minister to the body of Christ, to minister uh, in the kingdom of God. And the most important thing is our heart. We don't have the heart like this faithful and wise servant. He takes care of the house of God well because he has a heart. And that is the heart of the master. Don't you think so? Each one of us, we care for our household. We want to do the best for our household. And when this servant is doing the same thing for the house of God, the master say, I can trust him. 
And so that's why the master let him uh, take care of all his possessions without any reservation. And that is the highest honor that we can have. You know, someone who literally lets you take care of all that he has. No reservation. That's the highest honor that you can get uh, uh, from the master. And, uh, but there's another servant, uh, another type of servant who the Bible says the wicked servant in verse 48. Matthew 24. But suppose that servant is wicked and say to himself, my master is staying away a long time. But he then begins to beat his fellow servants and to eat and drink with the drunkards. The master of that servant will come on a day when he does not expect him. And at an hour he is not aware. He will cut him to pieces and assign him a place with the hypocrites where there will be whipping and gnashing of teeth. So there will be the servant, the, another kind of servant, who will only serve when the master is watching, when the master is looking. So he will, if he knows when the master is coming back, just before the master comes back, he will do everything and he will do everything well. But if the master is not watching and he doesn't expect the master to be coming so soon, so he just did not bother uh, to take care of the household. Right, so it says that he begins to beat his fellow servant. I think all of us will say, oh, we will never do that kind of thing. That's not me. We are not wicked. But when we are withholding the resources, the grace that God has entrusted to us to minister to our brothers and sisters, and as a result, because of our negligence, because of our irresponsibility, or because we just don't care. But we have the resources, we have the grace that God has entrusted to us. And as a result, our fellow brothers or servants suffer. Suffer because we are withholding all these things from Him. In one sense, we are like this servant who, who hurts this fellow servant. We didn't beat the person literally. But by withholding, we cause that person to suffer. But if we have released the grace, if we have released the resources to help this person, this person would have been ministered to, and then we would have taken care of God's household. So the, the lack and want would have been met because of what we have done. And so the household will be a, a healthy household. But when we didn't do that, and he said, this person go and eat and drink with the drunkard. You see, so we can see he just take care of himself in doubt in his own, for his own pleasure and uh, being irresponsible. So I trust that we will not be this kind of servant, but we will be the, the faithful and wise servant whom the master will eventually let us take care of his house because we care also for his house. So let's rise up to, to, to take responsibility. Don't say this is not my job or, or we just sit there and maybe just judge and criticize for what has not been done well. You know, we rise up and begin to minister. We rise up, we see the needs and begin to minister so that we become this faithful and wise servant whom the master is pleased. This is the complete winner. 
This is the highest honor that we can gain. The last type of servant that I want to talk about is a righteous servant. Right? Uh, in Matthew 25, verse 34. Then the king will say to those on his right, Come, you who are blessed by my father, take your inheritance, the kingdom prepared for you since the creation of the world. For I was hungry and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty, you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger and you invited me in. I needed clothes and you clothed me. I was sick and you looked after me. I was in prison, you came to visit me. Then the righteous will answer him, Lord, when did you see, uh, uh, when did we see you hungry and feed you or thirsty and give you something to drink? So you see the righteous servant or the righteous person, the values of the kingdom is already inbuilt into him, inbuilt into his nature. He has been receiving the heart and the mind and the word of God into his life. So that is part of his nature. And so when he ministered to those who are in need, he wasn't conscious. It's just natural for him to do it. But Jesus tells us that we are called to represent him in this world. When we do it, to those who are in need, we are representing Him. We are doing it for Jesus. We are doing it to Jesus. Can you see, this is our calling. And God wants us to use the resources that He has given to us to minister to this world, to minister to those, the, the, the needy, the needs in this world. And we represent Him in this world. When we do that, we are the righteous or the righteous servant. And, and, and we want it to be part of our nature. We have the heart of God. So in all these different servants that we talk about, one thing stands out is they all know the heart of the master. The good servant knows what the master wants. He knows that the master wants maximum productivity, fruitfulness. He knows so that the kingdom is blessed. So he, he, he did his level best, right? The faithful and wise servant, he knows the master cares about the household and he too cares about the household. And here, the righteous servant, he knows Jesus cares for those who are in need. And cares for the details, even the little things. Somebody needing a drink. Things which are insignificant in our eyes, but yet they minister to those who are in need. The most insignificant people on earth, they minister. Those who are rejected. So when we do that, we are doing it to Jesus. And we are using the resources wisely to minister to those who are in need. And as a result, what is the result? The king said, come, you who are blessed by my father, take your inheritance, the kingdom prepared for you since the creation of the world. 
So we know that everything eventually is about the kingdom. And this is what God has planned for us to take hold of the kingdom, to inherit the kingdom. But we know the kingdom can be taken away when we are irresponsible, when we didn't do uh, what we are called to do. is taken away. So here, this righteous person or righteous servant is given the kingdom to inherit. And that was prepared since the beginning, uh, since the creation of the world. So you can see when we are taking care of God's word on behalf of Him, we are the priests. We represent Him to this world. And, and God wants us to take care. So God wants us to enlarge our vision beyond the four walls of this church and see the needs that is around and for us to minister to those who are in need. And so when we do that, we are representing Jesus to this world and we are rewarded with the kingdom, inherit the kingdom in the a, in, in a days to come. So we want to start doing this even uh, well, on this earth and continue right into his, when his kingdom uh, come on earth. So I pray that this morning we will learn how to manage God's wealth in a way that God wants so that we will receive the reward at the end of the day. We're going to pray right now. Father, we thank you for your words. We thank you that we are called to be your servant. We are called to be your priest. And we thank you for the resources that you have put, you have put into our hands, the, the, the ability, the talent, the time, the opportunity, the wealth that you have given to us. Father, we pray that we will be wise servants. We will be faithful servants. We will be good servants and righteous servants. We'll know how to manage your wealth the wealth that you have given to us to bring about maximum productivity, fruitfulness in your kingdom, to meet needs of people so that people will be so thankful to you and even to us as we minister uh, to them uh, the grace of God, the blessing of God. And Father, we pray that every one of us will have the heart for your household. We care for your house, so we care for the well-being of our brothers and sisters. We want to minister to them so that every one of us will be strengthened, will be, uh, will be ministered to. We will be so uh, uh, joyful and, 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 and love and, and care for in the house of God, household of God. And we thank you, Lord. Father, bless your people, bless your church. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Right, we'll see you again next week. Bye-bye.